Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo! Halo there, guys and gals! It's me, Jovial Joshi. And welcome back to another fun-filled, spectacular, kill-tacular-filled episode here at the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo. Sometimes a little bit more, but we want to talk more about Halo because we love Halo, and we know you guys do too. That's right, guys. Joining with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, and my friend, the one and only, unmistakably, Brian Arvett. Brian, welcome. Does anybody have intros like Josh? I know I've said it already, but you really need to like hire yourself out to people to just do intros. Just the intro guy. <laughs> it's fun. Guys, I'm super excited for the idea that we had today for the episode. Josh and I have had this idea kicking around in the background for months, and finally we said we're going to do it. What we're going to do is do we're it. going to watch the original behind-the-scenes Halo 2, the making of, that the, the disc that came with. Halo 2. We're going to watch that and live react and comment on it through this podcast for your listening pleasure. Um, We'll start it here pretty soon. It's about 52 minutes long. The episode will probably, the podcast episode will probably be about 90 minutes, but it is going to be good. We we watch this thing like it's a movie on our shelf, you know, like we go back to it. This is still to date my favorite documentary in all of documentaries. First one I'd ever seen and it set the standard for what was to come. Uh, I think the, the other only other documentary I've enjoyed this much was Super Size Me. Everything else was held by the standard that this set. You know, yeah, dude, it's, it's up there for me too. I think the Raising Kratos one was was pretty. That was good. No, actually, that does yeah. deserve to be in that echelon for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and well, as we watch this, guys, uh, we're gonna do a, a bit of a countdown. So, for any of you guys wanting to maybe sync this up and, and kind of watch along with us, you can. But for those who are not doing that, you know, this is we're gonna be just rambling and stuff uh, as we talk about it. So it'll be accessible for you guys too. But we're watching this through a YouTube link, so it's there's potentially the chance that Brian and I may one of us may get a few seconds ahead or behind or something like that but i don't think that's going to affect it but uh yeah uh i don't know anything else you got to say before we get we get this started uh i'm super excited this is just nostalgia every time i I mean part part of halo 2 is this is this behind the scenes documentary so yeah dude um josh i have it pulled up whenever you want to do the countdown it's when you hit three baby okay you say three i'm gonna hit we're gonna do the countdown ladies and gentlemen okay as soon as i say three brian ready yep okay let's do this one two Three. Ooh, there's that ring. There's that ring. Beautiful halo. Oh, man. Okay, so Brian, as we kind of kick this off, what point in time did you see this documentary 
around mm-hmm. like it, between playing the actual campaign like how was there a gap in time or was it real close uh, it wasn't that close because I think because I got this came with the limited edition and I I just had the standard. Right. I think I watched this some point between Halo two and three coming out. It was before. Well, what three. year did you play Halo two the first time? Was it two thousand six? I played it right after launch, the December that it you know. It oh okay okay yeah I was but that part. I then got it the following year, so I probably watched this in two thousand six if I had to guess. Okay okay. Um, but man, just like. Just the, the the passion and the scale between behind what they were trying to do, like just even now, I know we have the anniversary graphics, but looking at this behind the scenes and seeing like the environments, I'm just like, yeah. oh, man, this game's it's not beautiful, but it's beautiful. Well, that's why that the anniversary is such a beautiful thing, right? Because like, I I mean, I always prefer to play in the OG graphics, but even though I like, I now like the uh, the new graphics, the the remastered graphics, it's like it's so nice to be able to switch back because I can appreciate both without feeling like yeah. I'm being forced to play one. And yep. when I see the new graphics, as we've been chipping away at the campaign, I'm like always switching back to this to just see what how see where we came from, you know? Yeah. Oh man! And look at the, these haircuts from like 2004. Look at those CRTVs and shit. Oh my god! I know it's it seems insane that like they they developed this you know oh, this game god. with all that old technology. You know, it seems old to us now, but it was cutting edge then. Yeah. You know? See, I don't remember when I saw this. Like, I don't know where the ratio was between me playing the, the game and then seeing this. I think I probably watched this somewhere around the time I beat the campaign. But I think uh, it was like a couple months before I went before the, the land party stuff. Or right around that time, actually, that it took off that I kind of died back into this. And suddenly, with all this music playing and all them chattering and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I'm there. Well, I think I think it needs to be said that like this is the the video that established like fans connection to the I love crew. This part. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is what made us feel like they were our friends, you know, even though they don't well, we don't know them, they don't know us, but it, we felt like we were there in the studio well, with them. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you tell me if it's if you're the same, but like up until this point I never really considered uh anything i never thought about the people who made these video games like i always saw them in the manuals I always saw the names in there but i literally gave zero thought to yeah. people making video games until but I now saw. we now we know them like you know like the back of our hand you know it's like oh that's joe state that's marty o'donnell that's jason jones yeah yeah right now guys we're seeing like this opening montage <laughs> like all this different halo 2 stuff oh my god this is making me the so original e3 right demo now. mixed with actual footage yeah, and then they're out in the training field testing weapons, E3, and all this shit. It's like sensory overload, man. It and when I was, you know, when I watched this the first couple times, I, I remember thinking this felt like a movie length, and I mean, it's close if you watch some of the special features because there's a little bit more there too. But um, I, I'm always bummed that it's only 52 minutes. Yeah, it's because you just want to live in this world forever. Yep, it's kind of like it's like the game. It. You want to live in the studio forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Want to be a fly on the wall, uh, and that's kind of yeah. what this represents, I suppose. See some action figures here, Halo Two yeah. action. Oh, that was Halo One action figures, I feel like. Yeah, I think it was. What was that? What did that say? Marty's mutant mix or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was just like M&Ms. a bowl of like Marty's like treats <laughs> yeah. or whatever. All those original oh, Xbox controllers. God, them there at the land party or their little Max their Holman. version of a land party, but yeah. Oh man, I'm just doing that. I was just thinking the other day about uh, us doing the one at Kyle's. Man, I, that was so much, so much fun getting to, to meet him and all those different people and stuff like that. Uh, Land parties are the best. Like, land, <sighs> see, like if if my enjoyment of, of of multiplayer in Halo is like a seven out of ten, yeah. Land Party takes it to a ten. Yep. Like that's that's how I like to play Halo. I just just multiplayer in general. I've just always preferred being in person to online. I feel like yep, I'm there's a boy Joe Staten. 
Joe Staten. He he's he has to know that like he's like the poster boy that like all the Halo fans unite behind, and it's got. I mean, I'm sure part of it's cool, but I'm sure sometimes it could probably be kind of annoying as well. You know, I can imagine. Oh, I'm sure there's a part of me that thinks like, does he know that we love him? And then there's the other part of me that thinks, okay, he probably knows that most people like him. But then maybe he's probably well, met people that have been really weird around him. Some people can be like those weird, creepy fans. You know? Yeah, I'm sure the way that the Inside Infinites are structured at Halo Waypoint with him coming in at the end, I think they know that he's a big name. You know, they know that he's this is going to sell people. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bron, what's your thoughts on Jason Jones? Elusive. I've always thought of him as elusive. <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, Star Wars quote. Is, so, something elsewhere, Master. Elusive. Oh, here's Jamie Grismere talking yeah, about Yeah, Grismere. Love Grismere. I missed that. The oh, they're showing Halo 1 footage. I missed that white trim around the UI that's not in the MCC. See, I forget about little things like that. It's you and Taraz that kind of remind me of little things. Yeah, like I always I, see, I always remember. I knew when I first played Anniversary, I'm like, something's, something's off with this UI. I was like, oh, there's no white trim. <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, but J- Jason Jones, like, I mean... In general, I think of him as probably like a super talented, awesome genius, Mm -hmm. but he's just so elusive and he's never like, he's never at the forefront of anything, you know? Yeah, he's kind of soured on me a bit because, you know, I didn't realize it watching this for years that he kind of, he's there here in the beginning and then he kind of takes off and we don't really see him. I don't think at least for the rest of it. And that's because he... You know, he kind of took off and went on his own, and that's why they have the whole committee that we eventually get into and everything like that. So I'm like, I'm soured on that, but yeah. I don't know. He still seems like a cool guy. I always love that comment. He talks about the juggling the balls in the air and more than you can catch and all yeah. that stuff. It's just it's just weird that, like, even now at Bungie, I feel like he's, like, you know he's there, but it feels like he doesn't exist. Yeah. He's hidden. He's like the, the captain of a ship that never comes out. Yeah. But, I, I mean, know? technically, he's not even the captain, though. That's the thing. Is he that's true. Leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. See, this and thing. I, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. No, no, no. I'll remember. Well, I'm just, I'm just watching. It's showing like the Arbiter at the beginning of of Halo Two and the Prophet saying how he's failed, and I just remember how extremely confusing it was to me playing this game and just not understanding who the heck this Golden Elite was. And I also, which it seems ridiculous, but I also at one point point thought the Golden Elite was someone separate from the Arbiter. Yeah, I didn't think they were the same. I don't think person. I ever had that. Uh, situation. I, I was never uh, feeling that confused, but I mean, I was still confused about the story. When it was switching over to the, the Covenant side of things, I was like, uh, part of me didn't care enough to understand, and then the other part of me just was so... Get back to Master yeah. Chief. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, now we're seeing Marcus Leto there put his, uh, wave his hand around some CRTVs and talk. Got a lot more hair there. He does have a lot. He, well, he's got all the hair there compared yeah. to now, but... um. But he doesn't look. He doesn't really look any older now. He just looks no. old. Well, and it's crazy too. I mean, uh, I didn't even know watching this uh, back then. I didn't even realize he was like the father of Master Chief. You know, I didn't. I didn't actually get like my impression of Marcus Leto was that this was a guy who like was definitely one of the more higher, you know, the big names working on the game. But he he wasn't like a big big name. So yeah. uh, definitely a preconceived you know, notion, I guess, or something. You know, it's another weird thing is like. I don't know if you're like me, Josh, but when you, when I when I tell you to list the enemy types in a Halo game, mm-hmm. I feel like I never think to list Sentinels because I don't think of them as enemies. Yeah, I forget about them a lot. Same when when it comes to the conversation switches to weapons, I never think to mention the Sentinel beam. Yeah, it's like they don't okay, count or seen, something. April but they 2003, really 21 months to ship. They're all standing in a room. April right 2003. Now. Yeah. Wow. Look at those beanbag couches. <laughs> 18 years ago. Oh, today. and he's wearing an Oni shirt. Oh my God. It's cool. Oh. Oh, now they're talking about E3. 
He's telling us what E three. Jamie Grissom is telling us what E three stands oh, for. Oh man, yeah, uh, we're not we're not there yet. But damn, oh, I saw footage of Republic Commando. That was so cool. But man, when they play uh, uh, the reason, I that's synonymous to me with with Halo. Like that's a part of the soundtrack that's just not on the soundtrack. You know, yeah. like I I can't listen to it and not think about. And this is off topic, but they just showed World of Warcraft at at E three, and it just blows my mind that that game came out in two thousand four and is still being played. And still, yeah, being I was like gonna say so that for them was still their big year too. 2004. Yeah, yeah I, I forget about that sometimes. You're well, right. actually, this is 2003, so they were showing off. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah, it yeah. ended up. It, but that was still planned to be launched. Yeah. In the same year. Oh, now they're showing uh, us that E3 demo, which. Yeah, let's talk about that kind of right now. Like, what do you? And I mean, we'll talk about it more as we get to it. But. Um, well, I don't think either of us really realized this till adulthood. But these E3 demos are basically a, sh- a shit ton of work, but they're they're not used in the game most of the time. They're just yeah, it's either smoke and mirrors or it's like really sidetracking them from what they could actually be doing to progress development now, of the game, right? Okay, here, here's something I'd like to ask you, Josh, because so every ask time away, I watch now I watched the E3 demo for the first time after Halo Two came out because I came became a fan after, but. Every time I hear people talk about the E3 demo, they always talk about how upset they were that that they didn't get that and how they wish they'd had it and they miss it and whatever. And like, now maybe it's just because I played it after, but like when you watch the E3 demo, do you see anything that you think to yourself, wow, this is superior to what we got? Yeah. Um, like, I don't think there's a lot going on as much as they try to make it seem like it, you know, when it gets to the actual gameplay. But I think, I think yes, in regards to the chattering that's there with the Marines. I still think it's there in Halo 2, but the way it's established in this, it feels like there's such a... It feels like no matter what section you go to, there's something going on. Marines are saying something. There's chattering. Because it was all stage 3-3. Yeah. yeah, you don't feel that sense of isolation, I think, that I that, you, that I sometimes hate in, in first-person shooters. You know, I kind of... I like that they're there. like Because for me, as I'm playing through and killing as the super soldier, then it's like all the Marines in this E3 demo seem like they're facilitating the world building by how they talk and everything and communicate. But it's still there. I mean, you still do get that in Halo 2. Just I don't think is um, in your face as I... You know what's want. weird? Like, we're watching Jason Jones... Or not Jason Jones. Sorry, it's Joe raining Staten. brutes, baby! We watched Joe Staten showing off the E3 demo. And, like, it, it's hard to get a, it's hard to get a vibe for, like who was in charge or who has what stature during the development of Halo 2 because it was so unstructured. Like, there's times where it seems like Joe Staten is, like, the lead of the project, but you know he's not. Yep. Yeah, I guess... I I never even... Again, this is one of those things I never put together when I was younger watching this, but I like... You never do see a real boss. Everyone just seemed like it was the same people in the same playing field, you know, with no real lead just making this game. But it seemed like they knew what they were doing, even though this documentary is very much about proving they didn't. (laughs) Yeah. But, man, um, the brute... Brute hopping on the warthog that's trying to swat uh, Marines out and stuff like that. That is, we're seeing the animation of Nathan uh, kind of showing that off and now Marcus Leto talking, but uh, I would have loved for that to have really well, been there more. You know, I, it's, it's something I actually kind of forgot until right now when we're seeing this, but when I first played Halo 2 and my friend who had the copy told me that you could hijack vehicles, and I was like, really? Like, how, he's like, how do you, I'm like, how do you do that? And he's like, well, you just got to be close to it and, and hold down the X button or whatever. And when I realized you could do it, and I first pulled it off, I was floored. I thought it was one of the coolest things in gaming ever. I'm like, you can. Hide. It's still incredibly satisfying. Like I don't. We probably do take it for granted nowadays. But oh yeah, we definitely. Anytime I play great. Halo Two, it feels satisfying. I think because I remember what it felt like to do that, the first couple times. 
pulling yeah. that off in a multiplayer, there's still that risk and reward factor. Like if it's a ghost, you know, it's you're still kind of susceptible to getting ran over. But if you're smart and you manage to do it, or if you do it midair with a banshee, oh my god, you see the person just fall out. It's uber satisfying to the highest yeah. level. Look at all these gray, 100% cotton graphic T-shirts. They're in there. Right. <laughs> oh, it sucks because I'm pretty sure this studio has been demolished. I don't think it exists anymore. Oh yeah, you're probably right, man. Okay, I think this it was, part. I think it was taken over by three four three, and then and then three four three got a new building and they demolished this one. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know they potentially took that over. This is the part where Marcus Little's talking about the lighting, right? Where he had to. Uh, well, now it's talking. Now Jason Jones is talking. But isn't he saying? Isn't this where he says something about having to fix the lighting? Yeah, he's got to like. Yeah. Ha- what what was going to be a few hours of work is now a whole night's work or something like that. This looks like one of those nights where somebody had to sleep in the office. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's amazing that I don't even see anybody else in the background. Like, no one else at their desks working there. <laughs> it's going it's to be weird. Like, Look at all the paperwork. Because, so right? Their, their desks are messes. Oh, my God. I've never paid uh, attention to that before. It's going to be weird for people like Marcus Leto, Jason Jones, Marty O'Donnell, Joe State. Where, like, a lot of these people were naming, like... A lot of them, delicious. like we 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 see them as like almost like heroes or like celebrities. We see them as like such iconic, awesome people who who made these games we love. But I bet for a lot of them, they just feel like an extremely normal dude who worked on a thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. They got to feel like normal Joes, and they probably got their own group of people that they kind of look up to the way we look up to them. But yeah, yeah. These guys were idols. There's our good dude, good 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 composer, good dude, Marty O'Donnell. Mr. Occasionally Condescending. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I was going to say, Mar- yeah. Mar- uh, I was just saying, like, these people probably don't think they're big shots, but I'm like, well, Mario O'Donnell probably does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Oh, I love that. But you can't stick it. Man, that's still an iconic part, too. A little something-something for the fans. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, this, uh, I said this to um, Brian so many times, guys, but I think um, my love of the Halo 2 soundtrack, it's my favorite. Of all the Halo ones, oh, but um, I think right it's I'm more syn- it's more synonymous with this documentary than it is. This with is the Breaking Benjamin itself, song right sounds here. Sounds crazy. Yeah, with dude. That vocals. Yep. They're setting up that E3 booth. Yeah, kind of the. Uh, oh, I love this. Seeing the whole display with all the oh, lighting that, and stuff like that. Yeah. Man, guys, before COVID hit and we were just doing all this podcast stuff, I remember we were thinking, like, let's go to E3, let's go check out Halo Infinite, and then COVID happened. To, but hopefully we can make it to an E3 sometime. That'd be really fun. Well, yeah, E3's digital this year, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for I that. I don't know. But, the yeah, obviously not the days of regular E3 might be gone. I don't know. They might sure, be. But. I don't know. I, I hope to see them return someday. I'm Josh, can you imagine, like, if, if, we had a, if we could time travel... Wouldn't you want to time travel to this point and go attend this Halo 2 E3? Yep, I was going to say, like, if I'm, in regards to Halo-ish stuff, if I'm going to go to an E3, it's it's got to be this one. It's got to be this one. Because on top of it, you see, like, I think Jen Taylor is here at some point, and she's signing autographs and stuff, yep. and, like, you she's don't really get that thinking, like, this isn't, for E3. This is just a game. Yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't as, like, self-aware as it kind of is now. And everyone's being escorted into this room. This is where this lady's like, I got to stop you right here. Oh like, man! Oh man! I was so close. Now I yeah, the awkwardness. Oh my gosh! Uh, you know, and back back at this time, two thousand four, uh, a, a lot of actresses, actors, voice actors, they they probably thought that getting a role in a video game was like lesser than a movie. But nowadays, it can be bigger. You know? Yeah, definitely, and it can be a good stepping stone too. People hear you work in those games, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" You know? It's crazy. I to mean, think like. About. 
like if you could if you could choose between being an extra in an Avengers movie or being literally you know Joel from The Last of Us, you know Joel from The Last of Us is a much bigger iconic role, right? Uh, here's Johnson doing that famous E3 introduction. What you're about to see here is a mission in progress. No smoke and mirrors bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> totally smoke and mirrors bullshit. A pre-recorded bullshit. Oh man, and, and it's just dimly oh. lighting, uh, dimly lit in the room. Just this a is where you think the reason would play. Yep. Oh, oh man, man. this calls, is where my nostalgic really. He calls Joe Staten like a pasty white bastard, I think. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> the whole room is black now, except for the light on his face. Now we're cutting the gameplay. It's about to go into first person. Oh, Brian, it's like reliving Infinite all over again, right there. Yep. I wonder. Because, you know, they, they always say, like, you know, for this E3 demo, they had to stay on a specific path or else the game would break. I wonder how specific. Like, is it so specific that Joe could accidentally make a few steps the wrong way and ruin it? Yeah, like, I've wondered that I don't myself. want to take it too literal. Like, how literal, yeah, how literal do they mean that? Oh, here comes that damn music. Everyone's seeing dual wielding for the think? first time. Oh, man. Their jaws are open. Mm. They're smiling. Oh, man. Yeah. Josh, did you get an ad? Uh, I did not. Okay, but, uh, I got I can one, totally pause it. We'll just no, just it. keep going, man. Okay, just keep going. Yeah, I may put an ad on my. I guess you'll probably get one later or something. I don't know. Yeah, I might. Hmm. Man, uh, no, where you at? Where you at when it's over? Tell me. Uh, no, the ad's already over. I'm at seventeen twenty-seven. Okay, tell me when you're at seventeen thirty-five. I'm gonna hit play. Okay, seventeen thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five. Boom. Okay, and we're back to it. <laughs> See, guys, man, this is an experiment right here. <laughs> that's fun, though. Mm-hmm. Super fun, though. Yeah, that's weird that that happened. But anyway, um, yeah, I would have given a lot to have been in this group of people to see this for the yeah. first time. But more so to We were super, I mean, let's see. So when this was had, this was 2003. Yeah. So I would have been 11. Josh, you would have been, what, 14? I think so. 13, 14. Yeah, something yeah, like so that. Even, There's even Jen Taylor really... signing Cortana. Live the oh, graphs or whatever that was. That's weird to think about. She's signing Cortana pictures from Cortana, from Halo One because yeah. you know that's the only game that's currently out. Yep. Yeah, Cortana from Halo One doesn't get talked about a lot. See, I love this part too. You have so many shots of the people's faces that are like joyful, and then there's these ones that we're seeing right now where people are just like their jaws are open and they're just blank expressions. Like this is know? like this is the best video game. Ever yeah, they're just tell. like really <laughs> taking this in. I mean, it's gotta you know because it's it's just insane. I play Halo Two from Halo One, and I'm not thinking about all these huge new upgrades. I'm just like this is the next story. I'm more focused on the story. I just want to consume it. I wasn't thinking about all these new gameplay features i was so young i didn't care about these minuscule upgrades or what seemed minuscule to me this is but where you people see these are people. coming out of the booth and they're saying i cannot wait yeah Lando jones he's gonna be like truth is what is it game's awesome dude <laughs> oh my gosh yeah seeing the reactions is great too I yeah, wish everyone, I could see more footage from this. Look at the I don't think anybody was unimpressed at all i've never heard anyone say they were unimpressed with the e3 demo no, I mean, even looking back at it, it's just pure hype. I mean, we got to see... Background, actual... I can see there's the Hulk game was being shown off there. Which game? <laughs> Hulk. Oh, God. Dude, that game was fun. If that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, the one from the movie with uh, Eric Bana. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I actually liked that game. That was super fun. Usually, dude doesn't come out of my mouth, but that was awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. Game's awesome, dude. Oh, man. I can't remember that actor's name, but it was cool to yeah. see him in there, too. Yeah. I was he was in, him. what, the Toy Soldier movie or whatever? Uh, yeah, that was him. That was him. Okay, now we're seeing Playing a bunch volleyball. of group play some volleyball. 
<laughs> actually getting out and getting some sun. Look at the haircut. Look at the glasses. You can tell these guys are not typically your average uh, sports connoisseurs, as Joe Staten is Joe, about to eloquently Joe put. Joe a likable guy. It's ridiculous. He is, dude. He's, Just the way he's holding that red Solo cup. If he Max was a Solo D&D character, he would most definitely be a bard. He's he's very <laughs> charming. Very charming. Look at that guy taking... Oh, yeah, they're playing shirts here. and skins. Okay. I was like, why is that guy just randomly not wearing a shirt? Oh, man. This How would you feel, like, Brian? How would you feel? Okay, if you're, before hell. What's you're up? Working in a studio, you're working on a game, and then eventually they they say they're going to do something like this. Are you looking forward to it, or are you like, oh, man, this? No, is... I'm not looking forward to because I'm like, uh, this is sports and socializing. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> yes, I got to imagine a bunch of them probably feel that way. Uh, I'd be one of those guys in the background there, sitting on the table on the side drinking <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> Let's see, we got what was the other grizzled agents, grizzled middle agents, school newbies? Middle school. Oh, I missed one. Oh man. Yeah, I love seeing this. It, this is this is one of my favorite parts too because it made it feel like it was like one big family. I mean, obviously they they kind of that's fight the thing is like too, but, yeah. it just goes back to how you know people talk about like you know you only post on Facebook like your happy memories, your, your highlight pictures, reels, you know, and that's what this. Even though they're talking about how difficult some of the stuff is, this is still a highlight reel. I mean, you can imagine stuff we don't see on video is them like yelling at each other, cussing at each other, yeah, pissed off, angry, tired. <laughs> There's probably a lot of language that we never got to hear that was yeah. definitely said. <laughs> I was reading a story in that Bioware book about how some guy accidentally like tripped on his first day of working there and, and his head went through a wall, like drywall. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. So you think about all this crazy stuff that was happening. So much more wow. I'll have to tell you sometime off the show, but yeah. Now dodgeball. This is something I would be more in up for playing than volleyball. Yeah, I don't I think I like the idea of dodgeball more now than I did as a kid. As yeah. a kid it always felt so angsty, but now it just seems yeah. it looks as fun as it is for them playing it. Well, oh, that well, one guy was, with the glasses, I can't remember his name, but he's always like, you know, that's the thing about you guys. He says it like coming up here, I think. But what were you going to say? No, I was just saying that's that when I first played dodgeball as a kid, I always get out really quick. And so then my method became hang in the back until you're the last one so you look like you're good. Smart. Got to play tug of war, the rope. Smart, yeah. Ugh, never uh, liked tug of war. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, never too big on that one. Volleyball was fun. Does it uh, seem like... It doesn't seem like there's that many women that work there, right? I've seen like one or two. No, like. I feel like it's definitely a thing that's become more common now, but I don't. I think yeah. there's only maybe a handful compared to, you know, if there, like if I had to guess, if there was like 100 Bungie employees at the time, there's probably like 10 or 20 that were women. I'd be my um, Yeah, I was thinking even less, but yeah, who yeah. knows? Oh, you could be right, man. You could be right. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I love when he says that. Oh, man. Man, and the stupid like, music that's playing, the, the Catalan music. As they get their little, round, yeah, their little reminds me of uh, that Office episode. <laughs> oh, I love it. See, and I, I could have watched a whole like hour of them just goofing around doing that. Yeah. Because it's just more of them doing stuff. So, And right now he's talking about the last rays of sunshine. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah. No, we're on the yeah. same spot. Yeah, it's just yeah. me talking. Oh, man. Just, he's always got this look of glee on his face, Justine. Yeah, he's really positive about things. I think there's only one time we see him, maybe once or twice we see him frustrated in this. One time I think his head's down on the desk, another time he like kind of snaps where he's like, Oh, will if I have time, you bastards? Something like that. So. Do you like do you like uh, Chief's Halo 2 look better or his Halo 1 look? Going off original graphics. Oh, man. It's so tough because they're so different. Um, I think his Halo 2 one is definitely more cinematic looking so i mean i, I yeah. think i like it more but there's i always feel the tether to the like First my favorite my favorite's the ce one it's just it's classic it's simple but um i don't think it looks as cool as the halo 2 one yeah one looks more you? like a video game thing halo 2 looks more like a movie yep yeah i would agree with that <laughs> brian always summing up very concisely what i 
what takes me. You know, I never, I never try to do that or pride myself on that. No, I love bring it. Bring it up so much. You bring it up so much, I'm starting to realize. Yeah, I usually take what Josh said and then I condense it. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. It's, it's a good thing. It, it helps me out sometimes. <laughs> it definitely helps me out. Otherwise, I'll ramble. What's yeah, I noticed just a little bit ago behind Jason Jones. Yeah, I'm seeing that. A little water. A little bit ago, they had a uh, poster of Ghost in the Shell, which I think is oh, didn't yeah. they take some influence from in terms of uh, just Chief, right? Uh, no, I thought I thought I heard they took some influence for that for Oni. Oh yeah, I think you're actually yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think there was that more for Oni. See, there's Jason falling asleep at his uh, desk there. Oh, Grissomir, man, I love Grissomir. I he was another person I didn't consider being as a uh, big of an influence back yeah. then as he actually is. You know, I it's just gonna be weird. Like, to, it's, it's gonna be funny, like to be a part of this group because I remember I don't know how many years ago it was. Now I think it was, I think it was actually 2014, but there was a bunch of old Bungie devs on Twitter being like, like, like tagging each other and being like, "Hey, you guys seen this uh, Master Chief Collection thing? Like, are we are we getting a payout on that or no?" And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't think we're getting any money from that. Oh, of course not. Yeah, it's like it's the game they made, but being resold. <laughs> yeah, there not, was. This- Oh, there was where he snapped a bit, and Grisomir was like really feeling really awkward. I'm so glad they caught that look on his face. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, this is where the the frustration comes in, and you can iron tell giant, that there's an iron giant here. movie theater poster back. Yeah. There. I mean, you can really see the the David Canlan, the UI designer. Yep. Let's hmm. See what are we going to? Oh, oh is this HBO yes. stuff now. Yeah, this yeah. this stuff reminds me so much of Brian now, guys. Just getting to experience stuff at his place, and oh man, this is something I told Brian I would love to do someday in the future in a COVID-free world where yeah. Brian's place just hosts it. A bunch of people, we set it up in advance, and people fly over, drive the, over, and come out Claude, and stay a week. Claude, it, this is this part where it's showing Claude's house where he has all these people come to do a giant land party and. People wanted to pay him to stay there because it was so much fun. He has multiple levels in his home with TVs and. Well, let's I talk about this a little. It. Like, I mean, it's a big deal here, but you know when there's a uh, Brian, Brian Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> everyone's cheering him. He's like, ah. Yeah, but, uh, like twenty years later, here he is still doing this. Well, stuff. it's fascinating here because you see some of the DNA of why this stuff was huge. Why they should have, you know, why it's good they did it for Halo Two. And everything yeah. like you know, this doesn't even have any online support, like discounting Halo PC. You know, that looks like Uber Nick. Oh my gosh, he does actually. Holy shit, it's not him though. There's people in the basement playing. There's people upstairs. You got they some got projector um, screen. Projector screens, yep, and it goes into another bedroom, and you're seeing other projector screens. It's just inception with screens right here. Yeah. I'm loving this. But yeah, you can really see the DNA for like why this stuff was successful. Like can I said, you, I remember reading about this in a GamePro magazine, and people were doing the LAN party stuff, and I was like, "What is this? I've never seen people do this with a can video." Can you imagine the sorrow you'd feel packing up to leave that? Yeah, you'd feel it'd be oh, awful. a lovely house too. So spacious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and this is where she orders the pizza. See, this when I was getting into LAN party stuff, Brian, and I would see this. This was like to me the standard. It was always like, it wasn't just getting friends together to play Halo. It was like wanting to get. 15 other people If there's together not pizza and having and pizza. soda, then you're yep. doing it wrong. Yep. Got to have soda and pizza. You got to eat like shit <laughs> because you're going to have so much fun doing that's, it. That's what I, that's, I mean, I didn't establish it first, but once I started doing it, that's what I established. I'm yep. Like, yeah, we saw Shishka there. and soda. Yep. <laughs> I love seeing these guys' reactions. 
Oh, it reminds me so much of the, our LAN parties. There's always those it's, moments, you know, Brian, I mean, they don't have a Brian in the group there, but if there was a Brian, he'd be like screeching at the top of his lungs or singing with music in the background. Yeah, be saying stupid shit. Yeah, but Brian definitely it's crazy, it up. because you think like, you know, we've come to expect so much nowadays, like we have the MCC with all the games and stuff, like, can you imagine? It would it'd actually be really cool. Oh, that piece it amazing. In one sense, it wouldn't be as fun, but it'd also be really cool. Think if today we had a giant like 16 player tube tv halo combat land party yeah see and i love this too because these guys it's really a wholesome moment they're all gathered around the pizza discussing what they're being social yeah but in their own space like their halo land party space not well it's a lot more accepted now to do stuff like this but back then especially these guys i mean they got grays in their hairs and and everything like that um it probably had to seem incredibly weird for people in their you know, yeah. social circles Very and stuff like that. Very so oddball stuff to do, yeah. That's really oddball. Oh, I love this guy. What's his name? The guy was like, what do I do? I make guns. <laughs> I'm not sure. Always a weird, awkward close-up of his face in the camera, like it's like from Saul or something. But yeah, um, no, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's so commonplace now. It's another thing we take for granted. Like, you see so much shit that's like commonplace now, but you Probably see its please. inception kind of here. Yeah, man. I just want to. This makes me want to just go play Halo Two right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we leave off? What are we? What's our next level quarantine zone? Uh, no. Because the footage we're seeing right we now, just beat, is the last we just level killed we the prophet. Right? So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first arbiter level after that. Yeah, I'm totally forgetting what what that one is. I always get them confused. I always get them confused, but. I don't think it's it's well, the one before. I think it is it. No, it's Sacred Icon. <laughs> I think it's Sacred Icon. <laughs> it <bro>. is. <laughs> wow. How can we forget? Oh man. Okay, now what are we seeing, Brian? Describe this for me. Set it up. Okay, they're going to show off some uh, actual in real life of fire. Yeah, show off some guns and some rounds and stuff like that. Now, how long do you remember? How long was the Halo Three behind the scenes video? I don't think that one was as long. I actually think it was. It didn't seem. It was still good, but not. Didn't seem. No, I was like really disappointed by it. It was good, but it's because this again set the standard. But I think it was. I want to say it was like a half hour ish. Yeah, but it didn't have the same flow as this either. Like you don't see any like decathlon type stuff. You don't see anything like this as much. Um, it felt I don't know because at that point in time they started to go to the um, the vid docs and it kind of changed how they were like doing stuff. And I kind of as yeah. much as I liked those like coming out, I much rather would have just been Got content with one. Yeah. yeah, concise documentary. It's tough because even the remaking the legend, like I'm seeing that in my suggested or whatever, and like. Man, that's just not the same. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. I'm I'm, I'm nostalgic for that in of itself. But like, yeah, ugh, and that's just, that's even. A, I think that's a few minutes longer than this. one. It is, which is crazy. Because <laughs> I remember what did I say before when we first watched? You're like, it, it better be an hour. Or I'm gonna be upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just and it was like an 55 minutes or something. Uh, at least on the thumbnail, it's saying it's an hour and two minutes. So, uh, I guess I got my wish on that. Still didn't feel long enough. But that's yeah. maybe in a little butt. Um, yeah, so they're firing off rounds here, um, which is crazy. Again, this is another thing I never It's funny considered because they're doing this, but you know, when they did the Halo 2 anniversary, they made the guns sound so much better. And both times they're using real weapons. Yep. You know. No, absolutely. The Halo 2 weapons sound fantastic. I think the sounds of those weapons are my favorite in any Halo game. The anniversary one, I mean. Yeah. To yeah, be specific, sure. but yeah. I mean, what I've heard of Infinite so far sounds solid. But, Look at that. Uh, the Mongoose in Halo 2. It was supposed yeah. to be in the game. <laughs> yeah. All these dirt maps. 
just blank voids to travel around <coughs> in. Oh, he's got the ball there, messing around with all the physics and stuff like that. This almost reminds me of like a prototype for Forge mode, basically. I mean, it's kind of what it seems the, like, right? that was the that's the Halo One health bar in Halo Two. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, you're right. And the Halo One the, the, the whole HUD is like that. Yeah. Man, see, even seeing, uh, you know, uh, man, that's another thing too. Is in that, that guy kind of looks like Jondon. He does look like Jondon a little bit. I don't know what his, if his name pops up. I'll say I, it. Yeah, I forget the guy's name, but um, man, I miss you know in that E3 demo they showed the battle rifles. It, it's a single shot. It's not a three round burst. Huh. And then I loved, I remember loving that. And then once I got, I don't think about it now because I get the DMR, but like back then before the DMR was a thing, I was like, Jay oh, Wayland, shot. the audio lead, or Jay yeah. Wineland. Wineland. Wineland? like Jondon. Yeah. Oh, there's a Sentinel there. Weird Jondon. mirror I that he's I got. Right out too. <laughs> yeah, showing some of the geometry and the DNA of it. That was a See, weird you gotta, It's going to be, because you think, you know, they, they build these games from nothing. Like it's got to be hard to... Like, you can't fully envision what you're going to create. Like, once you get to the end, that's what you've arrived at. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, we're just like, oh, we've already played the full game. Now we get to see how it got there. But for them, while they were getting there, they didn't know what it would look like at the end. Yeah, I always wonder if there's anybody in the studios that ever sits there and thinks like, man, you know, here, like, I'm not happy with the final product. Like, even though people love this. Uh, probably the cool. whole development studio. I feel like they always <laughs> say that they... Well, I mean, I wonder if there's happy. someone that feels that overwhelmingly about, like, most of the entire game. Not just, like, yeah. a lot of it, but... Um, yeah, so now we're December 2003, 10 months to ship, um, which I think we're about to go into some voice recording. Maybe not. I can't remember how far it we are. It does come up. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I was going to say, I think it's coming up soon. But um, yeah, no, I wonder that. But then there's got to be people in there who would probably feel super proud of this. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's weird, right? Because like knowing what they went through to do this and then have it be so well received, aside from the ending has to feel really gratifying and satisfying, but at the same time, it's like, man, here's what it could have been that people will never know. Yeah. I don't know. Seeing Max Hoberman there in his Longhorns shirt. Yeah, we're about to see him more soon. I'm just thinking about how after after this game, he went and created certain affinity, and they just won the award. Yeah, because he was only there in the initial stages for Halo 3, if I'm not mistaken. He wasn't there too long. Yeah, they just won an award for their studio in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy awesome. Here's where they're starting to cut content. You see all the paper sheets, and now they're at desks kind of discussing this stuff. Ugh, that that makes they're, me they're so sad, They're playing that too. sad Halo 2 music while they talk about the hard development. If yeah, anything's going to get you sad, it's 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 that Halo 2 music while your your game's not working. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Josh is I like, hate don't remind so- me. I hate that song now. They, 343 needs to change that. <laughs> they put It's playing right here during the most depressing point. Of this, and then they put it for MCC, and then they put it in MCC when it doesn't work, and then they still leave it in there to this day. All I could think about was the sorrow I felt. It took nights off of work and everything. Oh my god! Now I know what they feel like. Three four three was like, we want you to know what it feels like. Says now. Meanwhile, somewhere in Texas, this is where we're gonna see the RVB boys. Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think they got that inception so far back. Brian, what are your thoughts on uh, Reverse Blue and Rooster Teeth? I love everything about it. The fact that it exists, the fact that it happened, and I'm I'm real. I'm just I think it's awesome. I I love that Microsoft was willing to let them create content within Halo, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. But I, I never I never really got into it my whole life, to be honest with you. Which I feel is probably like disappointing to some people listening. But no, I don't think. I mean, I I think a lot of people would probably feel similar. I mean, some people probably got into Halo way. You know, you think of people like Kirsty who got in with Halo Four. I mean, this was just yeah. something that's had been there. Hey, we're seeing Bernie Burns. He's in the yeah. Halo 2 remaking documentary also. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do love Bernie Burns. Yeah, well, I he, he's the one who was talking about how like his girlfriend would hear Halo come from the living room and she'd get pissed because she knew <laughs> yeah. that he's gonna be sitting there forever. Yeah. I, I was a member on Reverse Blue for like years and I loved it, but I actually was on there more because of the community than I was actually because of anything to do with Reverse Blue. Anytime a new episode came out, I, I wanted to watch it, but I just I never did. Oh, this is where he's like, I like to call it the Warthog. Why Warthog, sir? That guy looks a teeny bit like Tara, Taras. Uh, he does Matt. look a little bit like Taras. 12 LRV is too hard to say in conversation, son. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, no, we're getting to see them, how they work on that was, and do that. Was, that. was that a Master Chief helmet? Oh, that was, yeah, it was like a blue Master Chief yeah, helmet. Yeah, it did look like it. And he's just in a little closet recording. Yeah. They're literally, rec- he's hanging on to like the thing you'd hang your clothes on. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> he's hanging on to the rack, yeah. Oh, man. It's fascinating. Yeah, I've never been a big um, Reverse Blue person myself, but I, I, like Brian said, I respect the work they put into that stuff because I can tell it's gotten super, super. The way they were doing Red versus Blue is how people podcast nowadays. Yep. Yeah, they were pioneers. I'm, I'm glad they're actually in this documentary for that and that you still see Bernie and um, the remaking the Legend one. Like, they deserve their place. Yeah. That's what's sweet, too, about this, right? Is like even the, the HBO guy, like, um, He's not a part of Bungie, but they still included him in there just because of the yeah, impact. There was, there's been, I can't remember. There's been something was dedicated to him a few years ago. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't know, but this is all making me just a Pepto Bismol on the desk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably somebody has long some, hours some of red versus pizza. blue diarrhea. You know <laughs> the red versus blue duties. Uh, this is just all making me think about how successful that first game was and what it did for people i mean because you have I mean, it like literally saved microsoft in the gaming industry like they would not they would have completely fell on their face and failed the gaming industry if it wasn't for halo yeah dude because the talk first about xbox, lightning in a bottle first xbox didn't even sell well with halo yeah now we're like, five months to ship yeah talk about lightning in a bottle i mean like look like how many games you know that launched that suddenly had that manifested its own type of multiplayer vibe you know, on top of the cool story that people really loved and wanted more of, and then on top of it, a uh, machinima type thing like Halo just fostered so many new types of like I don't know content that no other games were really like yeah. doing or people had enthusiasm for. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, this is back in 2003. It's insane too at this time. Like the newest Star Wars movie was Attack of the Clones. You know, like I think the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry came out around this time. You think about just. Where music and, and entertainment was around that you know time. I don't so long ago about. now. What, what's that, Brian? This is one of those things where it's something that somebody would say out loud and then developers would see and then they'd laugh and say, wow, that plebe doesn't understand. But like a question I constantly don't get is like, we're watching this now, Halo 2 documentary, and then getting this game to ship. And back then, games got shipped working without patches. And there was like, and you, you just had to ship it working without yep. patches. Yeah. Nowadays, there's no such thing as a game that gets shipped that doesn't have patches. Like, what changed? Like, are we not still able to ship games that work without patches day one now? Like, why can't we do that now? I, I feel like we should be able to. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. And, you know, it seems like it just comes down to priority now because of, like, convenience is, like... Yeah. I don't now. think there's such thing as, like... I don't. I don't think there's such thing as lazy devs when it comes to AAA games. Like you can't, no. you can't do this, make this kind of thing, and be lazy. Bill O'Brien. But it just makes me wonder, like, why a game is shipped with such problems that have to be patched now. It just doesn't. 
It wasn't done for Halo 2. It wasn't done for Halo 3. I know what you're so. saying. I mean... No, though, I guarantee if somebody from Bungie was listening, they'd be like, uh, actually, if you played Halo 2 on launch night, you'd know that the multiplayer was super unbalanced and screwed up, and we fixed that in a patch. So, technically, you're still wrong there. But. <laughs> well, this is kind of where the inception, again, was for that kind of stuff, I suppose, right? Because I don't remember other games really getting that. I'm not saying they didn't. I just don't remember ever hearing about how patches much, until it was Halo. How it much slower games. would the gaming industry have progressed if it was just Sony and Nintendo? I can't imagine. Oh, man. You definitely need more cooks in that kitchen. So much so much different stuff. One of the so few much, instances so where that makes sense. That's where that's a beneficial thing to have more cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Usually yeah, you wouldn't think thing. that, right? <laughs> uh, I don't like know at where the that time, When though, the PS2 I mean, came out, you could buy like an attachment to connect it to the internet and play like really, really like... It was almost like playing on dial-up. It was just, yeah. it wasn't a full online service. And then finally PS3 got its proper online service. But PS3's online was nowhere near as good as 360's. See, before I could play Halo Online, Eric would tell me of him playing SOCOM on his PS2 online and how you could, like, dance over people's corpses. And that set this mental standard for, like, what you could do in multiplayer games online. I was like, whoa, you know, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. wait to play Halo Online. My first match, I remember, was on Terminal. It was 16 players, big team battle. Um, I got to live the dream. That was what I wanted to experience for so long. And it was just like, holy shit. It, it wasn't just like, Halo! You know, it was like, yeah. the internet's amazing. This is amazing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, that's the thing, too, is like, for anybody who's like 10 plus years younger than us yeah. who are listening, they be, like, they don't understand how magnificent the internet was like the internet was fascinating like yeah you can you can do this like remember remember when there was commercials about people playing video games with people in other countries it was mm-hmm. seemed like it didn't seem possible no it's so weird to think you can play with people you know in other countries and, and stuff like that i mean again it's another thing we take for granted nowadays but it was so i mean this was i mean it was available as far back as like what was it what was that game everquest yeah I mean, um, I'm probably thinking of the and there was internet in the '80s, maybe even the '70s, but it was not available to the public. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Here we're we're seeing Mario Donald and Joe Staten joke about how much they hate each other. Yep. Now we're seeing Jen, Jen Taylor. Jen Taylor oh. is voice oh. acting. Fine ass Jen Taylor. If you're listening to this, Jen, hit me up. Jeez. <laughs> she wished me birthday once, thanks to Josh. Well, I yeah. wish, wish me happy birthday once. Yeah. <laughs> I still have the like, screenshot of that. I'm so proud of that. So you tell Brian I had a, I said happy birthday, and I hope it wasn't too late. I remember you calling me up for that. That was fun. That was very cool. There was our DNA for the podcast right there. Yeah, that was bit. years well, before the podcast. Yeah. Orlando Jones is, is talking uh, now. Brian, who's your favorite? Okay, if we're going outside of uh, Steve and Jen, who's your favorite voice actor in this game? Well, we're probably not counting Sergeant Johnson. I'm going to go with the Prophet of Truth. I think he counts. Prophet of Truth, okay. Prophet of Truth. I would argue that Prophet of Truth, what's his name, Michael Wincott. uh, I would would debate that maybe, I always think this chick looks like Laura Dern. She does, dude. Every time I watch this, I'm like, that's Laura Dern sitting next to Marty O'Donnell. No, I think Michael Wincott could potentially be the best voice actor in the game. I could see that. I mean, it's incredible. No, he's just got an iconic voice, dude. So iconic. The only time I've seen him since this, though, was in the live-action movie of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. And he dies oh, in the first here's Tim Dadabo. Tim Dadabo. Still doing his voice for Point of Light. 
Oh, I love seeing the voice acting stuff. See, this is fascinating. There's fascinating Michael Wincott, too. Yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, there's Michael Wincott. Uh, oh, Ron Wincott. Perlman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad they kept Ron Perlman for Halo 3 since they changed Miranda and True. Me too. Oh, there's the dude. Uh, He played a Fratelli in the Goonies. I forget his name though. I cannot believe oh. he's in this. I always, always blows my mind. Oh, that guy's yeah, selling. Oh, Michael oh, Richardson. Oh. Yep, that's all we get is Steve Downs. They, for some reason, really wanted to hide his face in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Keith David. Yeah, good old Keith David. That's insane that's how much he's done now. Oh, such a good voice for Gravemind. Like, there's no... Alter- I'm sure there is a little bit of alterations, but he's doing so well yeah. on his own. Now everyone's screaming. Oh, Death Zachary Street. Levi. Was that Zachary? Yep. Oh, that was Jeff Keighley. Uh, I, I love recognize that one guy. I'm being taken. That's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> Hold on to your potatoes. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I love Zachary Lee. Oh, I forget that actress's name. There's Laura Papon, Wilder Valderrama from that 70s show. Oh, what is her name? I forget her name. So oh, many man, great blonde gal. Yeah. Oh, this part I love. Michael's talking, and then you see, uh, oh my god, you see him kind of like just gushing. <laughs> Bungie all the way, Bungie through their Halo years, man, lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle, man. But the thing is, you know, lightning in a bottle, it, that term almost like, it seems to discredit the, it, I, I don't mean to discredit the hard work, because the truth is, it wasn't lightning in a bottle, it was extremely hard work from tons of people, tirelessly, that made these games so amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no, 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 you're right. I just think of it like... You know, I had that first game not... The first game just did so much more than be a success. I mean, it just went into so many different forays of yeah. success that I don't think even Microsoft or Bungie saw coming. Oh, now we're seeing the... Not so much if, the Gorian if, chance, if, but the choir. If Bungie knew what they had tapped into with Halo early enough, they probably wouldn't have allowed themselves Most to be bought on the by Microsoft. There. Yeah, dude. That one chick in the blue, that's my boo. She's very cute. Yeah, 2004. She looks like a, she looks like she'd be related to Evangeline Lilly, actually. Um, oh, man. I, I can only hope. Josh, cool yourself. Calm, oh, there she is. <laughs> she does kind of look a little bit similar. We need yeah. to cut back to her. Let's watch the rest of the documentary with her. Um, but, yeah. Oh, even the what music. About that flute lady, Josh? You oh, man, she's going ham on that. Man, I'll get on some of that, that flute lady. <laughs> Jeez. Not think we t- McCarthy, we're not going though. to, but I think we titled this episode Onto That Flute Lady. Maybe. Flute Lady. Should give me some of that flute. This game, dude. This game. This is my favorite game of all time. When did you realize it was your favorite game of all time? How soon after playing it? Uh, well, Josh, if I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you because you know we we always go so back and forth on things. Um, it was my favorite game of all time, pretty much as soon as I played it, but then. Between, for for years after Halo 2, I kept mixing up what my favorite Halo game was between 2 and 3 and 1 in Reach, mm. I think. Oh, there's that song, Peril. That's my favorite track of the whole soundtrack. I think it's because of this. Plus, I mean, this part in the game is... Well, it doesn't phenomenal. sound depressing either. <laughs> no, it's so uplifting and fun. But it gives it gives that world the charm. 
Just every time I see Halo 2 and its original graphics, it just immediately takes me back to that time in my life. Oh, man. Yeah, I was sitting in my room, 40 count just bag, like, pizza rolls, two live wires. Right. <laughs> gaining uh, tons of weight. Ba- ba- baggy hoodies, black clothes. Yeah, oversized bang, shirts. Breaking and, Benjamin. There's Frank oh, O'Connor. Yeah. Yep, good old Frank O'Connor, man. Still bald. I'm sure at this time he had no idea that he would be like can still work with Halo in 2021 and he's yeah, he's more prominent now than way more prominent now than he was then. Yeah, he was just almost <laughs> I mean if we're so going off this documentary he's like fly on the wall but we know he's much more than that. Yeah. Right yeah, now, now they're CJ talking about how you got to get to that point they, of shipping where you yeah. kind of have to be you you got to like have an end game with it. So you can actually get yeah, it out. Can't, in time, can't so. keep fixing it. That's yeah. why the game had you know the game had so many pop, so much pop in and money. Yeah, this guy we don't talk about a lot. Michael Evans, engineering lead. I love him. He just seems like, like had, a, I mean, a dude. I would when's get the last along time we heard from Michael Evans. I don't know, I man. I need to like, bungee. Yeah, I need to see if he's on Twitter or something like that. I've always loved him in this. Paul Bertone. Up, oh, love. A lot of love for Paul Bertone. Loved his influence on ODST, especially. When I was when I was first playing Halo Two, it never like occurred to me that the ancient structures on Delta Halo mm-hmm. are not the same as the Forerunner structures. Like those are structures made by inhabitants of the Ring. They're not Forerunner. I guess I never really put thought into that. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, I mean, it does have a similar yeah, like archetype, things. but um, I always thought that ship yeah. looked really cool. The one from the it first does level cool. with the Arbiter. Yeah. Yep. That you fight the. <laughs> I'm talking about seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And then, like Marcus Little said, it's coming fast, like indicating it's maybe a little sooner than they want. Yep. Oh, wait, doesn't Lorraine McLeese? So her husband works there too, then, I think. I think McLeese was the other. She's got to be interesting, cool, and and unique. Oh, man, I love these little panoramic shots they're doing. And that damn track. That damn track is so exciting. Yeah. See now, the, when when I did Lampard, it's crazy to think they night. designed different Banshee uh, aesthetic for the Heretics. Yeah, because it's the only mission the that has it, right? Like a different. Design. Um, you might be right. Yeah, it's weird. I it's mean, the cool enemies that they technically did that. have two different aesthetics. Yeah. See, when I did Lamp parties back then in high school, the music was like I had a couple specific bands I listened to, but then it was the Halo Two soundtrack would go on. I go to Brian's Lamp parties. And it's like his own specific music. And I'm like, I'll never, gotta play some Halo music. Gotta play some. I'll never forget. Well, see, and I, I know this is just this is just my preference. It's not that I'm right. It's just my preference. But to me, heavy metal and, and rock and, and stuff in general, that, that it is the Halo 2 aesthetic for me. It's just Yeah, just I, I know it's, it's de- definitely different for everybody. But I mean, I think a lot of people would agree somewhere close to what you're saying. Um, but. Yeah, I tell I tell Brian all the time the big part of the reason I love Halo 2's multiplayer uh, is because I feel like I'm in the, the actual worlds of Halo, you know, the, the the places and stuff like that. So I love to listen to the actual music uh, when I'm playing it more than I do regular music I like. But um, I think I'm in the minority with that. Pete Parsons, the right there. I think he's more. he's either at the top or was at the top. I think he's Good still old at the top of Bungie. Yeah, Pete Parsons. Petey Pete. Oh, look at those Duke controllers, man. I love me a Duke controller. Oh, this is where they're playing multiplayer. It's cool to see, <laughs> it's cool to see Jason Jones having fun playing Halo because I always in my head just picture Jason Jones being like... Yeah, he gets so pissed at Chris Carney. I don't think we're going to see it here. Maybe it happened earlier, but I remember there was a part where he was like, what is it? Because Carney is no good. And he's like, oh my God! I always love that stuff. I love, love those moments yeah. so much. 
Yeah, it is good to see him having fun though playing it. Yeah, we're getting closer to launch here. That guy's wearing big straw hat. Yeah, I remember reading um, Ryan McCaffrey's review of uh, going in to, to play this, sitting there in the studio, and kind of like just speed running through it, and not you know kind of closing himself in a door in a room, and not seeing the sun for a while. And boy, that had to have been amazing to to work in the industry and, and go to Bungie and get to do a review yeah. copy of this. Whew. It's crazy to think. I, I almost I think I perpetually think of Joe Staten as like twenty eight to thirty, but he's you know, like what forty something now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how old he was during the time of this. Like, I never think of these people. Even like Mark, it's not just Joe State, even like Marcus Thuddle and Mar- and Marty and stuff. I just, I always think of them as perpetually younger than they are. Yeah. Uh, we're in the last minute of this. So now it's just kind of going through a highlight reel of yeah. gameplay footage here. See, this was so cool. Every time I watched this, you know, back then it was awesome. I didn't have Xbox Live. So, like, if I was wanting to play Halo and no friends could play that weekend, we couldn't get together, you know, and I played a little bit of the campaign on Legendary and I'm up late at night, everyone else is asleep. Uh, again, no internet access. Bam, pop in this and I, I get to sort of live in this world again. And then suddenly I feel I like you're not alone, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a really good feeling. I love it. I never get sick of watching this, man. No. Wow. Oh, man. That's the end, huh? Yeah, that is it. the end. It went fast. It, went it did go fast, fast. Dude. Holy cow. All right, Josh. So I just got to ask because we're going to be terrible at this. Subjective documentary rating and objective. Five subjective, five, we're both at a 10. 10. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, okay. 10 subjectively. Oh, man. I'd probably I'd probably give it. Right now, at the top of my head, I got to think about it. But I, gotta, I would give it a 3 out of 5 at least. For objective? Yeah. Objective. I'm probably thinking 3.5 out of 5. That's that's, that's fair. I think yeah, that's fair. Because there's like, there's a lot hinted at. I think they could have shown more of, and they could have yeah. dived more. If they've We're recorded that have footage, this they could have done still more. Today, but though. exactly. This was so unheard of for its time. It only cost yeah. five extra dollars to get it in. A With tin. the steel case and yeah. the manual and everything. Steel tin yeah. collector's box. I mean, it was Amazing. just. Amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, I don't Josh, know. What, what would you what would you do for to get an exact same style documentary, but for Halo Infinite? I I would pay. Okay, look, Josh, tell me if you're on the same page as me. If they had a legend, if they could offer a legendary edition of Infinite that comes with a Master Chief helmet like three for 150 bucks, or that comes with a two hour disc that's got a documentary. Always going to go with the documentary. The documentary. No, all no hesitation. Day, dude. I'm, I'm no hesitation. Yeah, no hesitation. Don't need a bust. There's already enough Halo collectible stuff out there. Give yep. me. Behind the scenes look at what these guys went through. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you know? I don't know. Obviously, we have no idea if they've even been filming anything or not. But they could make one hell of a documentary because you got to think they have footage from as early as 2015 for this game. Yeah, you, you got to like think and the, just changing the changing the engine. All the different people that have came and gone. You know, new hires, people that quit. I mean, Halo Infinite's development. Think about this, dude. Halo Infinite's development is literally twice what Halo 2's was. And I know it's not that black and white. Like, they obviously, like, reworked, like, did a new engine and all that stuff, but, like, twice as long. Well, that's insane. Yeah, and you look at, okay, what we at least outside of 343 perceive as problems or roadblocks that they've had, the biggest one being COVID. So, and I say that because you look at this documentary we just watched, and you look at how fascinating it is because of the shitty time they had. Like, as much as that sucks to admit, I mean, that's why we enjoy that documentary so much. is because you really get to see the behind-the-scenes workings. You think about this and how things were going, like you said, as far back as 2015. And then, eventually, 
COVID hit, and then they got to do stuff online. And then you you could even tell the story of like when they showed the first gameplay reveal and how that people reacted, and then then you know maybe how that made them feel, and then also like maybe you know where they made that decision to delay the game, and and then kind of that point onward to getting the game out now and starting to do all this shit. Like, oh, fuck me well, up you know, one thing that one thing the documentary doesn't cover that we found out later is that. Uh, I don't want to say his name wrong. I, I believe it's Ed Freeze. It's last name smell, spelled like fries, but I'm pretty sure it's Ed Freeze. He worked at Microsoft at the time, and uh, Microsoft was going to make Bungie launch Halo 2 in 2003. And he went into the office and he said, we cannot make them ship this game in 2003. It, it has to be, we have to give them another year. And they took a vote on it, and everybody unanimously, or not unanimously, but pretty much voted, we make, we should make Bungie ship this 2003. And after the vote, Ed Freeze stood up and said, you give him another year or I quit right now, I walk. Yep. And just because of him saying that, they got another year. And can you imagine, dude, like, look how many problems there were with the product we actually ended up getting. Like, what if, what, could they even, was there even a game there by the end of 2003? Like, I'm, I'm confused as to what the heck that would even been. Man. I know I'm going to be way off on this, but I felt like it, in the most we would have got something that was more the size of ODST, you know, something right? a lot more shorter. And it would have shorter. been, like, glitchy and broken and not ambitious and short and just... And the narrative of Halo would have been completely different, and we would have never have been here. Might not have ever gotten to know one another either, you know? Yep. Thank never you. Know. Thank you, Ed Freeze, for your sticking it When you first said his name, I had to look up. I was like, what is what is... Mr. Freeze's name in Batman is Victor. Victor Freeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I gotta discern who's who here. Well, Josh, I got a good segue here. Um, one person in our community, which has has frequently uh, shared with us how disappointed he was when Halo Two launched because mm-hmm. he he was so hyped for it. it was the most hyped he'd ever been, and it just wasn't the game that he had hoped it would be, Mm -hmm. is Corey Hanks. He's one of our patrons. Good old Corey. And uh, he actually sent in a really cool email uh, last week after our last episode with Haruspis. And it's uh, kind of in reference to those Haruspis episodes. But yeah, that was such a great time with Alex. Yeah, it's so weird to think that's all I thought to myself, I had this thought the other day, I was like, you know, since Halo 4 is Alex's thing, think about a 10-episode retrospective series on Halo 3 with Taraz. Because Halo Three is his. <laughs> that would, that be, would be fun. That would be. But I'm also bad. like, let's never do a retrospective yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. focus on tons infinite stuff. But that would definitely be fun to do with Taraz. Hot damn! I feel like he would just be geeking out so much, just like Alex. But did. Uh, yeah, yeah, for That's sure, a cool dude. Idea, actually. Um, so here's an email from Corey Hanks. He says, "Hi, Secret Icon team. Just wanted to drop a note and well done once again for the awesome retrospective with Alex." I've been turned on to his Twitter feed. I like how he puts that. I've been turned on to his Twitter feed. (laughs) And I recently uh, started a Halo 4 easy campaign playlist to go through the levels one at a time alongside you as as they covered the coverage in the final retrospective episode. Oh, neat. I was not the biggest fan of this game at launch, even though I liked it as a good freshman effort for a new studio and loved the score. Haruspis' personal takes have certainly given me a new level of appreciation for the campaign particularly in the subtleties of the art. It's still crazy to think they launched this game on a good old 360. Looking back, it's hard to imagine what this year, with COVID and the Halo Infinite delay, would have been like personally without the Sacred Icon podcast around. You all have helped keep a lot of mind share on something exciting around the corner and done so with a positive disposition. 
Not an easy thing to do in these times we've been dealt. From our corner of the gaming universe, which is of itself a small corner of humanity at large, I just wanted to say thank you and keep up the good work. Your pal and me owner, Corey, Blaster85. Dope. Dude, that's really dude, that cool, means, man. Yeah, that means a lot, dude. I I know I, I know that he first he was talking about Alex and just what Alex has done to change his perspective on Halo 4 and and Alex is really awesome and it's, we're so glad that you sent that in because he loves to hear that stuff. We saw his his <laughs> smiles and tears. You could see uh, the, the flattery on his face. I mean, he was wearing it. Uh, but to go one step further, um, one of the things that people comment on towards us a lot is how we've managed to keep the hype rolling for Halo Infinite mm-hmm. month after month after month as the game took forever to come out and then got delayed another year. And we work hard to make sure that we keep bringing that enthusiasm and keep making the hype for Halo stick around even when there's nothing relevant or no new news. So to hear people see that and say that like, because I know Jordan Shipley said that too. He's like, that we, we keep that hype rolling when everyone else yeah. is like how, do you, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you do it? How do you guys keep doing it? Like, sometimes it's hard, but then I would say, I would say 20, 25% of the time it's hard. And then I'm just speaking for myself, Josh. The other 75% of the time is that me, Brian, I'm just so obsessed with Halo and love Halo so much and have since I was a little kid mm-hmm. that, that 75% of the time, this Halo hype just comes natural to me. And I just exude it because I just, I'm always thinking about Halo. That's somewhere that close 20, to me. Yeah. There's that 25% of the time where I'm just like, okay, I want to think about anything other than Halo right now, but I persevere. You get those other through. things that come out and you want to talk about them or dive into them more. And, yeah. But that's what we have the oddballs for, which is really fun. So a nice yeah, that really helps up, mix but, it up. So. Yeah. But no, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it, this has been great to do. Uh, it has helped me really. T- this is exactly what I, I guess what I always wanted. I didn't know I wanted, you know, being able to talk about Halo all the time, have a reason to do it. And have other people that enjoy listening to Brian and I talk about it. And you guys give us great support and, and feedback. And then also, you know, we get these guests on the show and get to meet new people and stuff like that. Um, that's been super cool, you know, because it makes that uh, it makes Halo feel less like nostalgia and the, the rearview mirror and more like a, a modern thing. Yeah. You know, for me. Yeah. Like I've said so before, like doing this podcast with Josh. Like Sacred Icon doing this podcast, it's just like Josh and I getting to perpetually live in that Halo nostalgia and Halo love forever. Yeah, and that's another thing too is that you know, this is since Brian and I don't live around one another anymore, we can't hang out. So this is how we essentially hang out. And even though the talks center around Halo, when we're not recording, we talk on the phone. It's still usually around Halo because it's around the podcast, or it's maybe something yeah. we saw recently, or maybe we're venting about something in our own personal lives or something like that. But it, like. This has helped to bring us together too, so it's as equally rewarding and, and fun for our friendship. It's weird. It's weird how like if you ask Josh, you know, at gunpoint, what's your favorite uh, your favorite universe? He's gonna say Star Wars. If you Aliens. ask me, I'm, if you ask me, I'm gonna say Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Yeah. But the way that the way that we talk about Halo, the way the Halos based around our friendship, the way we do Sacred Icon, the way that like Halo influences our life and how much we care about it, yeah. it almost. It almost comes off like Halo is our favorite thing in the world. Like, I know that Josh would say Star Wars and I'd say Lord of the Rings, but Halo offers something different that neither of those things do. Just different. Not better or worse, just different. So Yeah, just, if I'm making if I'm making special. a list, you know, Halo like if I'm making a like five, you know, or ten list, Halo's somewhere near the bottom. It's on the list, and that's the important thing, but it's near the bottom. But however, 
it's on that list because it does something none of those other things do. You know, yeah. like in the, it's such a different experience. I don't have a single other game franchise that would be on that list. It would be Halo, and that's the only one. Yeah. And it's there because not just the universe and the story, but the multiplayer, the friendships, what that's done for me in my life, the impact that's had. And I would say that's probably the same for you. Yeah, I mean, Halo is is the number two for me, and I and oftentimes it feels like number one because I am so obsessed with it and I love it so much. And and the fact that Lord of the Rings doesn't really get expanded upon anymore, but Lord of the Rings soon. Just, Lord of the Rings is just simply exactly what I'm like. It's a hundred. It's it's a hundred percent what I want it to be. It's without nothing's perfect, but Lord of the Rings is perfect to me. It's it's me my too, favorite. Buddy. My favorite setting is 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 like medieval times, and you know, like swords and shields and knights, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, big battles. And I love the fantasy aspect or, to it, or no. fantasy. You know, just fantasy in general, and like just I just think that those books, those movies, that world, those characters. It's everything I ever wanted. It's perfect. My favorite character of all time is Frodo, even more than Master Chief. So Lord of the Rings is always going to have that slight edge up on Halo, but because it doesn't get to expand the way Halo does, Halo's always going to occupy more of the conversation. Um, so The older I but get, Josh, I, think I, think, I think I start to feel that way with Lord of the Rings as well. I think it actually yeah. takes the cake over Star Wars. I mean, they've always been neck and neck for me, but uh, you know, it's just it's like there's so much Star Wars content out there, you almost feel like sensory yeah. overload. But yet when Star Wars stuff hits, it's like, damn, it's like, yes, this is awesome. But yeah. when you're not like really, really like 100% immersed in it at the moment and it's not super relevant, it's like, man, it, you look at it a little bit differently, but I still love my Star Wars and well, I still get emotional over it. It's something that I've said before that I feel like most people do not agree with me on, but I'm always a fan. I'm a fan of 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 stories ending. Like I, I find yeah. more joy when a story ends. And and the story of Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth that ended many many years ago. And yes, it could get expanded through other people. But as far as Tolkien's concerned, it's it's been done for a long long time. So having that finality makes it easier for me to love it. Makes it easier for me to connect with it because it has a full beginning. Well, he did. End. He did enough there and had enough sort of like on the on the wall so to speak that wasn't complete that it does a nice job of making it feel like it's complete but also yeah. makes it feel like it wasn't and it makes you wonder about more things out well, there say, even Would to take you- it you know like halo one two and three story-wise nowhere near as ambitious as lord of the rings but even by the end of halo three uh, I felt like that was an open and shut book. You know, it had a beginning, middle, and end. And of course, I wanted more Halo, just like everyone else. That's why we keep getting Halo. But like, just Halo one, two, and three in itself. If it had ended there, it would have. It would as if it just ended there. As the years went by, I just would have continued to think about how amazing and perfect that story was. No, it's it's, and it's, it's still definitely is. something to be said about that kind of stuff. When you have something that feels complete, then you actually feel like you can soak it in and enjoy it more and respect the the integrity of it but then when there's more of it you get to live in that world more which is cool but then the con of it is that it uh, the, the sort of quality kind of gets lost among the shuffle of just how much content there is for that specific thing yeah josh you want to go into thanking our patrons i think this hell is yeah nice- but thank you Corey, uh for sending that in buddy yeah. that was really cool to hear man um, it was really great to do that retrospective with Alex and uh, like like Brian said maybe we'll do something with Taraz if, if we could ever pull that off maybe we'll do something with somebody else I mean I don't know like there's so much potential but um, that was just a even if we never do something like that again uh, it was amazing to do and that was definitely one of the, the highlights of doing this podcast with Brian. Was just know that if we do it again one day just be prepared to know that it's a it's a huge deal. It's a big it's a big burden. Sounds like it completely negative, but it's not completely negative. But it it's is a, a huge burden. undertaking, yeah, and and, and, huge and it's really it's really 
I can't think of the word either. Uh, but it's really rewarding. Taxing. It's very well. It, it can it can be taxing doing the research and the work, but that's but it makes it rewarding. Well, now that it's done, we get to say, hey, look, we did a ten episode series on Halo Four with Aruspis. That's badass. Yeah, you know? that was awesome. So it's worth it in the end. And he's man spending so much time out of his schedule too, and everything like that. By the way, go check out his um, stuff at previously on Destiny dot com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Great yeah, website. And at Haruspis. Yes, uh, haruspis.blog. Uh, um, yes, take us in, Brian. So our our newest patron, I, I need to, he's probably said it before, I need to find out what his actual name is. He's the one that on Twitter goes by Ricky, Ricky's Clearing Stick. Yeah. He's our newest patron. His patron, his name is Tonu, T-O-N-U on patron. But I'll just say, he, here's what I'm going to say, because we always kind of have a thing we say about our patrons. The thing I'll say about him is he sent in a video uh, talking about like why he's excited for infinite or whatever once back when we did that like excited for hashtag excited for infinite thing yeah. and the dude just looked like a beast he just looked tall muscular and hairy and i just thought that dude looks like he is the epitome of man so <laughs> from now on when we cover him in the patron we'll be like we have the epitome of man tonu or whatever his name tonu the so, standard thank you so much that, that all new men should achieve support. to reach we're still getting patrons new patrons all the time yeah, it's awesome. just it's so cool awesome. yeah thank uh, you so we have Nicholas Terry, thank you so much. Nicholas have we have Terry. we said anything about Nicholas Terry? I can't remember. I think I can't remember what I said. His name sounds like kind of like a, mix a doctor, a hockey player, or like a doctor. Yeah, Either way, it so. sounds like very like it carries a lot of weight with it. You know, it's a very respectable name. Josh, do you remember what the sequel to Pixel Pixels with Adam Sandler was? <laughs> I'm blanking on it right now. Which Pixel, Pixel Freaks. Pixel, Pixel Freaks, Freaks. That's right. Pixel Freaks. Much man. better. It's like if, if Pixels on Rotten Tomatoes had like a 29 percent. Then Pixel Freaks has like a ninety-eight. Oh, dude, yeah. Don't even fresh, watch the original. I mean, it, you don't you don't need to see Pixels to understand Pixel Freak. Like you just watch Pixel Freak. It's a it's a sequel. It carries on from the plot, but like it completely. You don't need to. Character. Don't need to watch the first. Way movie. better lead and everything like that. I mean, I love Adam Sandler, but it just it's just night and day difference. Thank you, Pixel. <laughs> Thank you, Pixel. Uh, next, we got our buddy King Grunt. Thank King you so much for Grunt. He's he's not he's not uh, among the rabble. He's at the very tip top. No, top he, I mean he's he's been there most. right. He's been right there on Twitter through for our stuff for a long time. That's he right, man. He's a great ten dollar patron tier, man. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, next we got Aries, who doesn't have a mustache like Aries from Aries. Woman, but he is a badass dude. <laughs> he is a so badass much. dude. Always love that name. Love that. Uh, we we got Andrew Frey who sent in uh, email and said he was going to start his own podcast. We need to check in on him, see how that's going. Yes, but thank uh, you thank so, you so much, much, Andrew. And I mean, I you know it was great to see. I, I think I think you talked to Brian a bit about that. Maybe I chimed in. I can't remember now. But um, uh, you were asking some stuff about that. It's it always great. I love getting to talk to people about just podcast stuff when people are wanting to start out. Josh, do you remember what George Lucas wanted to call episode one? But he oh yeah, to- he wanted to call it the Montana Menace, but the uh, state of Montana said we're going to tax you. If you do this, <laughs> so the heat so he said, the oh, you know, I'm going to come out with my second name. Then I'm just going to call it the Phantom Menace. You know, it'd be like poetry. It rhymes, you know, when we get but to luckily, the end of this. We have Montana, Montana Menace here on our patron. Thank That's you so right, much for man. your support, bro. Yeah, I'd rather have uh, you than the Phantom Menace any day. That's not even true. I hate to tell you Montana Menace, but he's lying. He would he would pick Phantom Menace all the time because he love he loves. Shut the- up, Brian. I'm not even talking about it like that. I'm talking about. I, thought, I don't want the Phantom Menace. I don't. I, I would take you over Darth Sidious and Darth Maul. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the film because Josh, <laughs> that's that's his baby. You know. So. Oh no, I uh, love it. Got- hey, I still I could do without a movie. I can't do without a person, man. So that's true. Uh, he, he that is true. I can back that up. Uh, next, we got Armageist. Thank you so much for that. Armageist. I'm going to work that name into my. Now. Yeah, I'm going to work that name into my Star Wars campaign. I love that name. 
Josh, we got this little guy. He was running around. I don't know if you see him. His name's fucking Ouija. You fucking Ouija. Man, you posted a dope ass selfie in the Discord not too long ago, and it had your whole Mario collection and you there in the center on I your, saw that, your kingly throne. And it was I saw very- that, and I'm like, that's badass. And I wanted to comment on it, but he had posted it like hours ago, and, and it was like, like way back in the Discord. Chat, so yeah, I kind of just let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, thank you so much. We love you, dude. Love you, man. Josh, when you're not eating Wheaties, what kind of cereal do you have? Joshio's? No, it's Cody. Cody's. Damn, what's the Joshio's? I got it mixed with. What the, are you um, thinking? I got it mixed with the uh, Josh. What was it? Joshy Big Boy. He's a. He's which a, is our next guy. Yeah, Joshy damn. Big but Boy. Cody. I'm so, so sorry, man. Forgive from me. now on, we'll take Cody's and Joshy Big Boy and, and and combine them into every morning. Joshy Big Boy Joshy down the stairs, and he's like, you know what? I got to get my day started right. Got to have myself a bowl of Cody's. And when the Cody's aren't there, you hear a voice laughing in the distance. Who is it? It's fucking Ouija going down the street. <laughs> Dude, that's one of my favorite names. It's, uh, it's right up there. It's just, it's fucking Yeah, Ouija I'm so sorry for mixing the name up, guys. I feel so bad, no. but no. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, thank you so much, Cody O. Uh, next, we got Ryan Barca. Dude, once again, we're so happy for you and that engagement. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, keep, dude. keep us updated on, you know, how that's going when, you're, when your wedding's going to be. Yeah, do good. not I feel mean, like you You can... don't have to keep us updated on that. Like, that's not our business. No, but, keep know, us updated. We're, we're, I want to hear we're everything. For you. I want to see wedding plans. I want them in the Discord. Tag me in them. Show me the wedding pictures when it happens. I need everything. I got to see all the wholesome charm. Yeah, dude, Give, put some of those pictures up with that, with that ring, with that nice rock. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, next, we got Dustin Mandre. Dustin Mandre. Thank you so much for your continued support, bro. He's been supporting us since last summer. Thank you so much, Mister Fresh to Death. Yeah, uh, so cool, guys. If you if you can tell him if you can tell it all in my voice that I seem like I'm I'm not as chipper, it's because I've been super sick all week and I just got better. Uh, I'm just coming down off of it, so because uh, you I'm still seem chipper. Like, well, I'm trying to be so chipper reading off this Patreon stuff, and I'm like, oh, I just feel like I'm not giving him enough excitement. But, oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, it's early. Um, it's early for us. My hair looks yeah, terrible. I'm healing. I'm healing. But my- I don't look terrible, though. I look freaking delicious. Uh, Josh is like, damn, that's one way to put it. <laughs> He's like, ah, I wouldn't use that word. I'm, not, okay. I'm just not used. Usually, I'm the yeah. one that would say something like that. I'm not used to. Bro. Josh would be like, I look delicious, but you look nutritious. You know, I go down an aisle. Weird. I'll go down the candy aisle in the store. I'll be like, all these, all these treats, but I, the only snack I see is me. Josh, I ever tell you that story? I, I, I made Creighton, or my brother Creighton, I made his wife die of laughter. She was literally doubling over in tears. That's it wasn't even that you funny. do that with everybody. It wasn't, well, it wasn't even funny, though. But I told her, I said, I used to be really chunky when I was a little kid. And one day, my mom sent me to middle school wearing a, a Halloween shirt that said it was in orange letters across the shirt in big letters that said, I am the treat. <laughs> and she laughed so hard, she started crying. She's like, you probably look so stupid. <laughs> Just me, like little chunky ass Brian walking in there with all these probably hot I girls I liked. And, and was, I am the treat. Like, yeah, my mom bought this for me. Oh, that's a statement right there. Dude, Josh, you'll, you'll agree with this. Your mom sent you to school with a game plan to get right. you a girlfriend. I am the tree, uh, honey. Well, if I, I know that I'm not very tall or, or attractive, but I am the tree. <laughs> no, the guy at work the other day was just telling me, he's like, Brian, you never you never run out of stories to tell, do you? It's constantly. Always a story. Brian, but, you were definitely uh, the, the storyteller of the group. Oh, Josh, after we get done recording this podcast, I got to tell you a story that is, is, is hilarious, 
but I don't think it's appropriate for the podcast. But I got to tell you, now people a, listening are going to be like, I want to know that story. Uh, and maybe I'll put it in that the, on a podcast. I'm like, I want to hear it, but no, no maybe no, I'll yeah. put it in the patron because it is. It's not. The, it's not the most appropriate, but it's not that bad. But it's like, yeah, we're not going to put it in okay. here. But anyways, no, no, no. Uh, next, we got Anthony Nicolosi. Okay, an eight-minute voice clip for that Haruspis retrospective. Dude. Oh, straight gold, dude. Check Alex out his. Was, check out their YouTube guys, uh, on Ko Koala Entertainment, doing some great Rocket League stuff. Uh, always putting out some great content. He did some Sea of Thieves stuff. Uh, seen recently. Uh, great, great stuff. Love that guy. Yeah, Super love that fun. guy. Uh, next, we got Corey Hanks. who sent in the, the yeah, email. Yeah, good you. old Corey. Once Hanks. again, dude. Yeah, you've been you supporting so much, us buddy. for a while, and uh, we just we love your opinions because they're they're so. Plus, I, so I, we love your Twitter profile picture. That meme of that kid that looks like he's like. <laughs> I always I laugh every time I see it. <laughs> yeah. I always think of the kid Beans from even. Stevens. Even I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> uh, next, we got Kilimanjaro. Has he tagged you in that? In that between you and that, uh, got to tag me once yet? again. <laughs> tag me once again, and he was. He is on it. Can't believe I have to go all the way to work on a Saturday. <laughs> all the way to work. Uh, next, we got Oni BB. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Oni Dude, baby. reach out, man. We miss. No, you. you know he's in there, but uh, yeah, I just. Just working and stuff like that. So you know, you know what was missing from the Halo Two cover art when we were watching that documentary. I don't know, Brian. Tell me what was. It was a uh, so a whey protein because next we got some protein. Protein. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank you so, so much for that support, man. Dude, we're gonna have some trouble if we end up. We're we're at thirty patrons right now. If we get 40, 50, 60, we're gonna have to fire figure out a way to streamline this, man. But people love the shout. I don't want to streamline gonna, it. I don't. I just want to do it. I don't care if it's like a hundred or two hundred. We'll be like, here's that first hour and a half of content. <laughs> now we're in the uh, post credit zone. You know, we're gonna do the little patron shout outs. This is the credit scene. The movie's over. Here comes the credits. We'll just have like two episodes, side A and B, and side B will just be an hour of patron shout-outs. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Next, we got Dropping In Through the Ceiling with that Hormel Chili MH cosplay. Thank you so oh, much, bro. Oh, shit. Our boy Mikey. Look we love out. You. Shattering glass. LZ. Next, we got Genesis. Genesis. And Ian Big Dog Mills. Ian. Oh, dude. Ian we got- posted a nasty-ass Halo 5 clip. Uh, he got that backward uh, air assassination. You know what you like got to do behind you? You jump up. You, you thrust back and you assassinate him. Ooh, I've gotten that like twice, dude. It was dude, dirty. I, I it was great. Like, I saw him like post a picture of like lifting weights and stuff, and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? If I was ever around Ian and like I was having trouble with somebody, I'd be like, hey, you want to accompany me down this alleyway? Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you'll be able to defend me pretty darn good. I feel like you'll be a, a badass. Ian's gonna uh, next we got Photon, bro. We miss you. This come back. Yeah, come back, Photon. You are the memeiest of meme lords. Then we got K N Nick. K.N. Thank you for that support. Don't be, be sure uh, to like John and subscribe. Jondon, the Crimson Seraph. He, Pre-order he, bonus uh, our, in our, the Crimson Sky sequel. Our last episode was uh, the, the Points of Light coverage. The last episode. With Cole. Thank you guys check that out. Next, we got the suavest looking dude ever who's got a girl on each arm, Trevor Polkey. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I don't like it as much as WandaVision. The Shipley's just set the bar too high. Thank you for. <laughs> I'm loving it uh, more than WandaVision, but you know what? I love the Shipley's way more than anything in the MCU. There so, you have there it. There you go. Dust thank Storm, you thank you so much. You are thank the you, Dust legend. Storm. We appreciate your support. Yeah, buddy. Then we got the one guy who is trying to take down the leader. It's Glass. That's right. Offering that support for over love a year now. So, so great. So great. You've been there for so long. It means so much. Who's our last patron, though, Brian? I don't know, Josh. He's the, he's the man who saw Justice League, knew it needed more. And, you know, this year, he got it. 
with the. And Snyder. now he's now he knows that he needs to restore the Snyderverse. He does. So. He saw. He said. He said, restore the Snyderverse. Restore it. That's not what he sounds like at all. That's, I know Matthew no, sounds way cooler. No, for his not voice. At all. I don't know why I sounded like that. <laughs> I feel like now I'm like what, what I, the hell I, like, I just pictured I just pictured like Matthew Salvatore getting stranded on an island with all of his like mega blocks and Legos and stuff yeah and like doing what most people do where they go to the beach and try to drive like make a big sign that says you know I'm lost or save me but instead it just says restore the Snyder first <laughs> like he doesn't even want to get off the he doesn't care about getting off the I'm island coming up on something I see something in the distance what is it son uh, looks like some kind of wording out there and i think there's someone down there what's it say save me help me no it it says restore the snyderverse <laughs> hashtag restore the snyderverse like oh okay well we don't need to land there we just know that we need to you know encourage this campaign <laughs> mayday, mayday. But, and then it goes all over the news dude that blow the shit up that's actually brilliant yeah that'd but, be awesome. uh, by all means then it would probably I, no get one done. ever risks there now we uh, gave him an idea he's gonna go to an island don't leave us, Matthew Salvatore. But yeah, if you do, don't make sure you bring water. Wi-Fi so you can keep getting your sacred yes. icon podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but anyways, guys, we're going to wrap that episode up. Uh, something new. We had a lot of fun. We love watching the Halo 2 uh, documentary. Yeah, Maybe let us know what you guys... do the Halo 2 anniversary documentary. That'd be cool. Yes, we'll definitely end up doing that at some point. Let us know what you think, guys, because this was something, uh, we, like Brian said in the beginning, we talked about doing and we wanted to do for a long time. Just wanted to you know, focus on some other things first. So it was a lot of fun to kind of do this episode, get super nostalgic. Yeah, this was one of and, uh, this is one of those things we had in our back pocket that we're going, okay, once the retrospective is done with Alex, we'll pull this out. And here we are. Got it done. Uh, make sure you guys like hit us up. Let us know what you think of this documentary. Like, yeah, we'll definitely do, do more of these if you guys like it. If you want the regular episodes, obviously we'll stick with that too. But, uh, but like, it's always is fun this to something you want stuff. more of? Is like a Halo Infinite behind the scenes? Like, I want to know if that would be. I want to know because we could have Joe Staten again. That's the cool thing. Joe Staten could be there in the Halo Infinite, uh, you know, behind the scenes, which is something we wouldn't have said it a year ago. It is known. Um, but all right, guys, we love you. Thank you so much, and we will... Don't go. Well, actually, no. Whoa, Josh. I was about to get out of here without dropping the few little business details. <sighs> if you guys want to yeah. support us, go to patreon.com slash podcast. It's only a dollar. We got lots of people in there. We love you guys. But if you don't want to do that, that's completely fine. That's completely acceptable. It's not. Leave us a five-star review same. on iTunes. But you if you don't want to do that, one. just keep on listening. Just keep <laughs> on listening, because we love your support listening. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at Sacred Icon Pod. Bang. Josh is at Jovial Joshy. Bang, bang. I'm at Brian's Bane. Bang, bang, bang. And we're, we're not going to keep you guys any longer. I'm going to say bang, bang, because Josh wants to hear me say it. He asked me to say it every time. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We love you guys. And as always, keep it sacred. Peace, guys. <laughs>